Can I put? I don't know where that is. I just. What? Can I put you guys on Chub Creek? I don't yes. Know, I need you to go away from me. Dude, you're going on a um podcast across the world. You're already across the world. So I'm sitting here with Mary, and she's looking at her phone, talking to her best friend in South Africa. In Pretoria. Where? Where are you? <laughs> what is that on your face? Pretoria. Pretoria. What is that? All right. <laughs> it's a giraffe sculpture. And you have a hippo? Oh, I think the head came off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm just amazed at this. I've never, I've used FaceTime like five times ever. The connection is sucky. Well, it's a million miles away. It's on the other side of the world. Well, kind of. It's oh, let me show you. Do you know how far away? Yeah, it's downwards. It's like Canada, and then it's like ooh, South Africa. Let me show you. It's almost on the opposite of us. Maybe it is the opposite. Have no, you heard of this like five-year-old genius no? kid who knows where everything is? He's like, I know like yeah. the country, yeah. and like it's like this five-year-old that knows where everything on the map is, and I don't understand. Not that smart. Stop annoying me. Who's <laughs> she talking to? Or her sister? Stop annoying me. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Mary. Hi. Bella's a little uh, uh, busy in Africa. My Did you like put her in a headlock? What? So... Watch. Are you breaking her arm? Ooh. You're in Ontario. There's, there's Lake Ontario. Uh, that's Brazil. And then you can see it at the bottom right Africa. there, right? No, yeah, there. I'm there. Here's Spain. Look. Spain. Africa. South Africa. That's how far away. That's about 10,000 miles away or something. 8,000 miles away. There's, uh, there's uh, Costa Rica down here. Yeah, that was like a 12 See, that, hour that was a long way. Or, well, you were going from there. It's about yeah. four times five. She had to go to London first, and then she had to go to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't get right there. To there probably. I'm in Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. My hair's curly. I haven't drank this yet because I feel like I'm going to She's trying to have a conversation. 13,827. How many? 13,827. Oh, I was close. It's 13,000 kilometers away. Although I said miles, so I'm not that far off. 13,000 kilometers away from me. Why? That's amazing. Okay, so what are we doing? We're going to wake up Will and show Bella his sleeping face. So we're going to... We're going to show Bella in South Africa Will's sleeping face and record it and put it on the podcast. YouTube and Chuck Creek. No. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you're being, you're 
images being broadcast to South Africa. Oh, it smells great in here. Yeah, it sounds like farts and sweaty feet. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, another day. Chub Creek 170. Way back when, when we didn't have to think Come on in, don't be a dick The boys on the farm didn't mean any harm On the banks of Chub Creek Chub Creek Before we get into this, uh, hi, my name is Dave, welcome to Chub Creek, um, etc. Um, before we get into this one, uh, I, I, I didn't record any, almost any of the kids and uh, I, I, my plan was to play a whole bunch of it, but... One funny thing uh, that did happen <laughs> is, um, so Will has cool new hairstyle, and as you know, he has bright auburn, beautiful red hair, and uh, he's kind of he's got this cool kind of comb. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of what the kids do now. He's kind of shaved on the sides and kind of big on top, and it's like a fire. It's awesome. <laughs> and and uh, so I guess Gary saw some pictures. My my buddy Gary saw some pictures of Will on uh, Facebook and. Uh, and he couldn't resist uh, leaving uh, Will a message, so this is that that message that he uh, left Will, which we actually listened to while we were camping. <laughs> so have a listen. I messed that up. This message is for Will. Will, this is Don Don You. Your hair is beautiful. Your your hair is beautiful. Will. Your hair is beautiful. Just beautiful. Thank you, Will. My God, his hair is beautiful. Anyway, that was pretty awesome. Will had a good laugh about that. Anyway, off we go onto the trails. Lucky you. Well, hey, welcome to Chub Creek. Uh, I think this is 170. That's a big number. Hey? Can you hear the crickets? It's um, maybe 4 or 4.30, something like that. I'm, I'm Unfortunately, I lost my windsock, so this may be a little windy. I'm gonna to try to turn myself out of the wind where I can or only record when it's not, but. Anyway, I'm over at Forks of the Credit. <clears throat> Provincial Park and uh, on the Meadow Trail, or no, the Kettle Kettle Lakes Trail, which is cool because it's uh, it overlooks these little they call them Kettle Lakes, which form when uh, when uh, a huge chunk of glacier um, that's so heavy it it sits in a in a valley and just melts there and kind of forms a a kettle, a little you know a bowl and melts there and. Uh, it's kind of amazing to think that that's how these little lakes happen. They're about 500 meters across or something. And really pretty right now because the sky is really blue and the, the fields right here are uh, full of goldenrod. So there's this bright yellow with little pockets of bright blue water and a brilliant blue kind of cloudy, half cloudy, half blue sky. Really pretty. It's getting windy, so I'm going to just pause for a bit, but uh, we'll see what we have for you today. I don't know if I'll have very much. It's been a while since I recorded, and I'm feeling guilty. <laughs> and 
kind of missing it and stuff, eh? Anyway, too windy. This is kind of neat. I'm, uh, I didn't know uh, this was here. There's a, just an old, very old abandoned, uh, what's left of a house. It's just a foundation now, and it's made up mostly of uh, field stones with all the cement kind of falling away. Uh, and it's kind of amazing how it's just, like, really, it's just a pile of stones now. Shit, I thought it was sheltered here, and it's, it's still windy. Crap. Um, which means someone used to live here, and it's just a massive, open, really hilly field, and it's kind of neat. I don't know. It's neat thinking about a, the history of something, you know? There were people here, and probably kids, and arguments and happiness and all that and here I am standing pretty much where their basement would be if there was a basement probably there would be a cellar to keep vegetables and stuff so right where I'm standing would have been piles of potatoes who knows I don't know what what they'd store here apples there's a lot of apples I notice in the fields here and lots and lots of milkweed pods shoot I'm gonna have to move again it's too windy damn it a bit better. Oh, can you hear the wind? So, it's been a while. I, I guess uh, I feel like I should catch up a bit, hey? So, what happened? Uh, the kids have come for their fall visit um, or late summer visit. They were here, what, beginning of uh, August, I guess? No, it was end of August. And um, we went camping. It was really just, you know, a, a low-key but <clears throat> really nice uh, warm visit. And Mary's getting so much more beautiful. Every time I see her, it just makes me a little more nervous. Um, she's starting to... I won't embarrass her just in case her friends listening are listening to this. But, um, and Will, he, I, I was looking at a picture of Will. Will, I will embarrass. I was looking at a picture of him uh, at age... Let's see, 14, so t t 2012, and he just looked like a happy little good-looking boy, but he looked, make no mistake, he, he looked like a boy, like he was not a man, but now, two years later, 2014, he's a man, and, and, I, and I just had a hard time kind of processing that, because I don't remember it happening that fast, like, when I was that age... I guess all of a sudden I started to look like a man and people and you are one so it, like as soon as you start looking like a man people treat you like that and you know he's going to notice people treating him differently and, and he's grown so mature in the last little while uh, in the last couple of years I, th I think <laughs> is it just is it just the way someone behaves because of the body they are in or do they truly grow up that fast it's just too hard for me to process um, but I felt so sad about it you know because I just, I looked at his little face, you know, as a young guy, 14 years old, and I was trying to remember myself at that age, and just how kind of goofy everything is, and how carefree you are, and, you know, your world is kind of your parents and your buddies, and and for him, you know, his sister, and, and, and then all too quickly, you are a grown-up, and you've got to make big decisions, like, what am I going to major in, and, and what am I going to do for the rest of my life, and it happens so fast, you know, it's crazy how fast, so 
I feel he's, you know, luckily he's a really happy, mature, seems to, real, to be really together guy. And uh, I, don't, I don't have a lot of worries for him because he's just so likable. And, you know, and, and half of the battle in life, I think, is just having, <laughs> just being liked and having people want to be around you. Helps you get jobs, it helps you get relationships, it helps you keep friends, it helps you kind of become a, a leader, you know, and, which is something I was talking. I was trying to talk, every time I see the kids, I try to download because I, you know, I basically don't talk to them very much. Uh, there's a little bit of chatting here and there, but that's not the same as a real heart to heart, right? And so I've tried to pack a little bit of uh, patronizing fatherly knowledge on when they're here, and, uh, you know, I was telling Will about. How life is, uh, it seems to be long, but uh, in some ways it's so quick, you know, and you, you kind of have to jump in uh, when you're making decisions and take chances and just remember that, um, you know, when you eventually move on to having to work every day, how much of your life that takes up, you know, eight hours a day, eight hours a day for most of your life, you got to be doing something and it may as well be something, you know, you enjoy. Um, and when it is, as I've been lucky enough to experience, your life is just so much different. Because I remember back when I was younger, doing jobs that I hated because I had to do them. Even getting up in the morning sucked, and, and getting ready to go to work sucked, and even going home sucked because you knew you had a couple of hours of, of life before you had to do it all over again. And it's so important, isn't it? so important that you do something that you half-ass like doing and if you're lucky something you love and uh, look up this YouTube video of Car Jim Carrey at a commencement address at some university and he's he's of all people it's he's uh, he's very inspirational in what he says about it <clears throat> anyway I was trying to impart a lot of this, this kind of lame but true knowledge or at least opinion to the kids, and I don't know if they hear me or not. And I just can't remember these kinds of chats uh, when I was that age, so I don't know how lasting it is or what impression it has, so I figure every time I see them, I'm going to say the same thing, so that uh, all these things I think are important maybe sink in, you know. Uh, what else is happening? My little cat is my best friend. I just love him. He, uh, he I, I recently was just kind of, sitting on my couch and uh, taking in a movie and up comes Pete, jumps on my, t I was lying on my back, he jumps on my tummy and uh, and just cuddles up and uh, starts massaging the blanket I was, I had laying over me. And he does that, you know how the cats do that little left-right massage with their feet and then he, he actually starts slurping on the, on the blanket with his mouth. And I realized, of course, that's, that's just uh, Instinct from uh, wanting to to breastfeed or what do you call it breastfeed? Cats have breasts. <laughs> That's a thought that's never crossed my mind. Um, <laughs> teats, but wanting to feed, you know, from from his mom, and uh, I just felt so touched. I thought, man, cats are just taken away from their their mom and put in some house. And uh, I got Pete from somebody who was. Uh, Basically, just rescuing kit kittens off of the, the streets. There was a, a litter happening in the alleyway, and there's three or four kittens, and Pete was one of them, and he had to, his tail was injured from frostbite. He had to have a piece of it snipped off, so he's kind of got a three-quarters tail. 
so he's a good buddy. He gets, uh, he's a little spoiled. I gave him only food that's good for him, really good nutritional stuff. And uh, I give him a half a can of this, uh, you know, wet food once in the morning and the nether quarter of it in the evening. And I've realized, because he was kind of picky about it. He, 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 when I open up a can, he's like all over it. He's like, ooh, <laughs> this mush in the can is delicious. And then in the evening, so I'll put it in the fridge, you know, and then when they come back home in the evening, I give him, uh, you know, the same stuff, but it's been in the fridge, and he's like, oh. <laughs> he manages to make this kind of face that looks like, you know, I just farted on him. He, it just looks, he looks so disgusted with it, even though it's exactly the same stuff. But he, like, he goes in, he sniffs it, and then he just backs away like, like someone just jolted him and he's like oh and he's shaking his head and he walks away and then after about 20 minutes he comes back and eats it because it's warmed up so funny but people who know me would really laugh because I'm not a cat person at least I never identified as one I've always thought of cats as oh you people with cats they're so they have no feelings they don't give a shit about you and 20 minutes after you die, they begin to eat you and all these things. Uh, you know, and dogs are dogs are the thing because they're so affectionate. It's funny because uh, Pete is so affectionate. affectionate. He's, he's, of course, you know, it's only for five minutes. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, get lost. But he definitely needs, you know, every, every night when I come home, he runs over to me. I pick him up, and he wants his little head. He puts his whole head in my fist. He wants he wants a head massage. He wants that for about five minutes. And he's, you know, seems like he's really being loving. And then, man, he'll bite you, or like not real, not a real bite, but just like a play bite. And he's gone. And it's uh, it's very cute, and I I just love it. It's a little part of my day that I never even thought I would have. So I'm happy about him. Just. Kind of pathetic, but it's true. Uh, work is going well. I can only hint about work just because I don't want to talk about anything in detail. But uh, some big things going on, and uh, I've actually had some tough, tough times because I've had to let uh, some people go, and uh, not just let them go, but actually make the de- actually making the decision to do that, and and it's. I have never experienced that before. It's now a couple of times now, and I just feel so mixed about it because in one sense, you're doing what's right for the company, and on the other sense, you feel so bad for the person whose life you're changing, you know? But I'm, re- I'm reassured that if you're not a fit somewhere, you probably just need to push to find something where you, you are, where you do fit, and... Uh, that's been weighing on me a little, uh, pretty heavily, I'd say. But uh, I feel okay. I feel it's it's a job, but I have to do it. And uh, but everything else is good, and uh, the rest of my team is making me very proud. And I'm really, really enjoying the work. So, as I say, you know, doing something that you love uh, is, you know, it, it's a million percent better than than the opposite. A million percent shoots windy again um I want to say hi to I don't know how to say your name so she says just say Anna so (laughs) so I wanted to say hello to Anna she's been very kind in emails um and 
who else wrote to me? Karen, I think, wrote to me. I don't know. I, like, whenever I kind of disappear from the scene for a while, like I have, I, uh, I always wonder, is anyone even going to care? And, and every once in a while, I'll get a really kind letter from somebody, and, uh, and it just makes me feel so good, you know? Even though this is just a dinky little podcast with hardly anybody listening, it just, it's a thing, and I, and I just like going back to it. And it's really nice for me when somebody appreciates it. Um, and Terry, of course, is always saying hello. It's nice hearing these crickets, eh? Okay, so that's, what is that? Probably been doing 20 minutes. Let's play a little music and, uh, I'll see if I have anything else to tell you. I'll think about it. It's really pretty here. The uh, temperature is about 22, 3, and it's, you know, not that windy. And uh, this is my favorite time of year. This is the beginning of September, and uh, none of the leaves have changed yet, but there's no bugs. The air is still moist, the, the, and, the, and the temperature is still warm. And to me, this is what it's all about. This is definitely where I need to be. Talk to you in a bit. Okay, here's a cool song I found on uh, on Jamendo. This is Mr. Electric Demon with Funkastar.
it's uh, actually pretty late in the day. It's, what did I say it was? 4.30, it's probably 5.30 now. And the sun sets a little earlier than, you, than it used to. It still looks like there's an hour or so before sundown. Um, and I don't mind being out here uh, late because um, it's a really wide open trail. It's not like you're right in the middle of the forest. It's lots of meadows and little passages through a little bit of bush, but nothing you really get lost in. Because the only danger is being out uh, in a really serious trail after it gets dark, just finding your way home. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it's, my, it's my own paranoia coming through about being out uh, in the woods after dark about getting lost. Well, I don't know if I'm, I'm heading towards the falls here, so it's going to start getting louder. Um, it's quite pretty here. It's completely enclosed like a canopy, like a tunnel through the trees, you know, and I'm heading downhill. Um, what was I going to tell you? I had something else boring to say. I, uh, decided to, whenever I'm on holiday I uh, often don't shave so by the time I finished my uh, week or so with the kids I had a bit of a fuzz fuzzy beard happening and Mary kind of put it in my head to keep it so maybe I just needed a nudge I always wanted to kind of try it I did when I was young once but I, even then I didn't let it grow very long so I actually quite like it I think it makes me feel a little more confident I feel like it frames my face I look a little more Someone told me I look distinguished. <laughs> it's all pretty vain, but uh, neat because you look at yourself a little differently. It kind of gives you a... If you haven't tried it, it's, I highly recommend trying it because, uh, number one, it's popular right now, so it's not as big a deal. Uh, not that I care about that. <clears throat> but it's also um, a good way to kind of see yourself in a different light, and some faces really seem to... I was looking at online and... Some faces really improve with a beard. And uh, I was thinking about why I never grew one before. And I think it's because, and this is very silly, that as I was growing up, and I was a fanatic about comics, like, you know, all this standard stuff like Superman and Batman and, uh, you know, Aquaman and Shazam and The Flash and and, uh, a guy called Ultraman, I remember, and... uh, and some wizard guy, I forget his name, something amazing, the amazing something, and and all these guys, you know, they had buff physiques, chiseled jaws, you know, full heads of hair, um, <laughs> and tights, and none of them had a beard, and so I always had this thing in my mind that people with beards aren't cool like superheroes, so I I still have that in my mind. But I've uh, I've recognized it, and I'm realizing how silly that is. I just went blank. I got nothing else. Oh, I was going to say it's it's annoying at first. So you got to let it grow for about four weeks before you do any trimming, because um, if you trim too early, you're just kind of doing an endless cycle. So. I guess all the hair grows at different rates, and so you end up looking a little shaggy. And uh, I have been, you know, kind of editing here and there, but really it's just kind of a fuzzball growing out of your face. And it's so, um, there's several annoying things. One is it's hot, and this is still a little warm time of the year. 
Uh, number two is it's itchy. It's like I've said at work, it's like 10,000 mosquitoes sitting on your face. Um, but it gets less, it starts to get softer. Um, so, and I'm always kind of touching it like a cat. It's like having a cat on your face, really. <laughs> and uh, you kind of uh, start, you chicken out at various points. You think, oh my God, this looks really stupid. And you want to shave it off. It's kind of fascinating how hard it is to actually go through with it. <clears throat> um, but anyway, after four weeks, you're supposed to take the, you know, the barber's trimmer and just kind of do a zip-zip to keep it all even. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. It's like one more week to go and I'll have a month. What else is happening? Pretty boring other than that. My life has been pretty, pretty work eat sleep um, but I don't mean that in a negative way it's uh, I've been pretty content I had a kind of a uh, little bit of a it's been hot and I haven't been getting out and so last weekend was a long weekend and I stayed in the whole weekend and I hated it I got playing this video game called Deus X which is just a first person shooter I remember playing about 12 years ago 10 years ago and uh, it was fun that it still existed and I, and I downloaded you know, the new version of it and I've been kind of addicted to it so I played that stupid game for almost the whole long weekend um, off and on right uh, and that's not good so um, oh another thing that happened is mom and dad moved away from Orangeville now they're in Peterborough and they got a really nice really bigger I guess it's not that much bigger. The square footage, they said, is the same. But when you go downstairs, the ceiling is tall. So it's And it's taller than normal. It's like eight or nine feet tall or more. And so that's uh, really a neat area. It's got a lot of water. And Dad might get a boat. And it was just fun kind of seeing them resettle. They do it like the machines. They're, they're like, boom, we've moved. <laughs> and they've got, you know, everything's pretty much... They, they were... The kids were going to arrive on a, I think a Saturday, and they had moved one or two days before, and uh, I spent a couple of days at my house and then headed out there on maybe a Monday or Tuesday, and it was all perfectly ready for us. They had bedrooms ready and all the kitchens going, and they have a kind of ridiculous amount of cupboard space, I, I noticed, which is kind of fun. They've got one wall like full of cupboards, like top cupboard and bottom cupboard all the way across for about 50. 16 uh, so they got everything you can think of in their kitchen which is nice for them it was just a great place to hang out I really liked their new place there's um, something more friendly about it and more um, kind of you know when you get a lot of people in one house and it kind of feels like you're all in the same room their other house is more like that where you kind of all feel kind of I don't want to say trapped but corralled into the same area this house is different. You kind of feel like it's a lot more open and you have a lot of... I can't describe it, but you know what I mean, I'm sure. I'm just going to head down to the water here and have a break, and then I'll come back to you. Well, I found the falls. I won't talk here for long. I just want to record the sound of it. It's all so, so cool.
Okay, it's about, what time is it anyway? I'm really worn out. It's, uh, it's almost seven now. And I'm, uh, I'm, I don't remember what I was talking about last time I was here. I'm on the way back, not back yet. Anyway, I just did a whole bunch of chatter that uh, didn't make any sense, so I'm going to try again. I was just remembering that uh, some people had uh, reached out to me. I hate when I when I mention people because, um, you know, as nice as that is, I always forget people. But um, So I went back and looked in my emails just to make sure I wasn't forgetting anybody. So, of course, I forgot. Whoops. I forgot all about Terry from Australia. I forgot about Coos and Hout from from uh, from, <laughs> from from Dutch <laughs> from what is that the Netherlands um, author of the Dutch language lessons which is so awesome and Coos if you uh, if you're into it I'm into it you know that I love it um, and uh, and Jules who has written me a few times and I and I always forget to say hello and she's so kind because uh, you know some people just I find myself pretty stiff and boring, really, and uh, it always surprises me when somebody says that they find uh, that they, they have giggle fits when they listen to the podcast. It always shocks me because I'm thinking, what? What are you laughing at? <laughs> you know? Um, but I guess there's some funny stuff sometimes. And anyway, she was talking about, uh, you know, giggling on the, on the, the streetcar or something. And uh, it just makes me laugh and makes me happy to, to know that even happens. And, I, and also how amazing it is that uh, even today when, uh, you know, everyone's kind of just ho-hum about the internet and how everybody's used to talking to people. Crap, it's windy again. From all over the globe and, uh, and uh, it still shocks me when somebody says hello from like Germany and, and Australia and Tasmania and, and, um, uh, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm losing my train of thought. And um, anyway, so I just wanted to say hi to Jules and how much I appreciate that. And um, and that's it. Oh, I know. Okay. And so the other thing I was going to mention, which is completely unrelated. So hi to you guys, by the way, to finish that off. Um, and if I didn't say hello to you, I'm sorry. Um, you're just not bugging me enough. You're going to have to bug me a little more. Um... There was one more. Hang on. Let me just check my phone. Sorry. While the wind blows horrible noises. Oh, and Jill. Jill. Hi, Jill from New York. Um, anyway, before, I thought I'd just pretty much wrap it up, but I was going to say uh, this was a... This is the time of uh, the... Uh, this is around the time of all the celebrity deaths. So, Robin Williams and uh, um, what's her face, Joan Rivers, and uh, just amazing to me how when Robin Williams died, pretty much the whole universe kind of mourned about it. It's on the front of every magazine and so on. Hang on a sec. But uh, you know, and I, I like Joan Rivers as much as anybody, but. You know, she wasn't kind to people. <laughs> and so it's just a different, even though Robin Williams hung himself, 
the whole world exploded with grief, you know. How about, uh, how about poor Robin, Mork and Mindy, and, and uh, oh, Captain, my Captain, and all this, you know, and I, I felt so bad about it, and it just kind of, uh, and then Joan Rivers dies, and everyone's kind of, oh, that's sad, and, and I think all I was thinking was it's too bad she uh, did such strange things to her face, but close to the plastic surgery, hey? It's, uh, it never turns out well, right? Like, I mean, unless I just don't understand it. Every time I see somebody, I don't know, Melanie Griffith, Meg Ryan, the poor women try to keep themselves young, which is, a, I guess, a testament to how cruel it is for women. You know, because men just kind of become old and still desirable sometimes, whereas women feel like they're not, and uh, they would all ends to, to, to keep their... But then they end up looking all stretchy like a balloon, like a something out of a Tim Burton movie. And so poor Joan Rivers kicks the bucket finally at 80, 90 years old or something. I don't know, 88? I don't know. And uh, all anyone will ever remember is her kind of plastic look. But Robin Williams was depressed uh, over and over again, up and down, drugs, alcohol, and still managed to kind of keep the world or help the world laugh, you know? And uh, I admire that. And I, and I think he, I think even though he was, he uh, went all the way down the black hole, you know, I still respect and admire him. And uh, I feel bad for anybody going through that kind of depression. I, I had a very, very mild and completely trivial in comparison kind of flirtation with depression where I caught a glimpse of the tunnel of blackness, you know, that happens. I just caught a glimpse of it, and, and I'd never experienced it before. And the one thing that uh, had me amazed and, and a little terrified was how, uh, no matter how good things are, really, like logically, how when you have depression, there's something chemical, I guess, happens, and nothing seems any good. And not only that, nothing seems good, but also there's this feeling of, I can't, I need to escape from this feeling. And so, you know, I sort of get it I, in a little, in a, in, a, in a sense. I understand that those who are depressed, don't. it's not just that they have to just kind of put up with it and get over it. They're tortured. You know, they feel like they need to escape from the torture of this blackness they feel. At least that's what I think. I don't know what I'm talking about, by the way. I'm just... So take what I say with a pinch of salt. But I just can't even imagine how Robin Williams must have felt going all the way down the rabbit hole to a place where he needed to slash his wrists and fail at that and actually jump on a rope. And ugh. So here's to Robin Williams. I'm sorry to end this on a downer, but I, I did want to mention it, you know. Um, and... I'm just happy to be alive. I had a great walk today. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of relieved I found my way back. I was a little bit lost for a minute. I was actually heading off the wrong way onto the Bruce Trail, um, which is just white markers on trees for as long as you care to walk. And uh, I would have had a long walk back if I didn't turn around. So I'm glad I did. And uh, I'm probably still 45 minutes from the road, but uh, it's doable and I'm happy and I'm glad to be here and I'm glad you're here. And I'm so... Uh, grateful that you're listening and thanks for reaching out uh you know as you know as i always say it's like gold so uh i hope this is a good one for you and uh whenever i do the next one 
I will, uh, I'll see you then, okay? Take care of yourself. I love you. I'll see you soon. Bye. I just have one more question. So, you know, if you have a dog, you're supposed to pick up after it. But uh, apparently if you have a horse, they have horses on this trail. Apparently if you have a horse, you can leave a massive, gigantic, steaming turd right in the middle of the trail. And you don't have to do nothing. Anyway, just pointing that out. Almost tripped over it.